Discover the Dakota Lithium difference. Dakota Lithium is the leading manufacturer in lithium iron phosphate batteries for boating, RVs, golf carts, and electronics, all backed up by our legendary 11-year warranty. Here at Dakota Lithium, we take pride in manufacturing batteries to help you go further, last longer, and play harder. From the woods to the water, our goal is to help you live a life without limits, no matter where your passions may take you. Join the lithium revolution now. Use the code WAYPOINT3 for 10% off your next purchase at dakotalithium.com. Next Saturday, Christmas comes early. Welcome to this incredible scene. Bills. To the end zone. Chargers. It's a touchdown. An exclusive NFL game. This is fantastic. Live in primetime. Wow. Only on Peacock. With a Christmas gift to their fans. They're having some fun now. Bills versus Chargers. Next Saturday, 730 Eastern. Exclusively on Peacock. What's up, nerds? Welcome back to another episode of the Aggressively Average Anglers podcast. Today, we are joined by Ethan. Ethan Dewbetter? This guy? He's been on this show before. This is crazy. Uh, otherwise known as Fish Anything. Ethan, what's up, man? How are we doing? Doing all right. Um, and uh, just chilling, relaxing. Had a good day of work. Cool. Ready to talk fishing, man. I'm ready to talk fishing. Yes. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to do. Specifically, it's football season. So, I mean, I think we should talk about the football bass that we ideally want to go find. Uh, Paul and I took a couple trips that were not great. Uh, we, we tried really hard to find said football bass and they were not having it. Uh, we didn't we even find bass. <laughs> uh, we did. We did. Barely. They were fishing them out of chocolate soup. It was, it was awesome. Uh, I think the, the biggest was, I caught that 17 on the Grand. That was the Grand, right? Yeah. I think. A small stretch of the Grand, which was a blast to, uh, to paddle in the new Crescent Sholies. But we didn't have enough time. So it was actually like really stressful halfway through because we were like, oh, we have to go home. So we started just hustling out of there. But it was a cool, like, little scenic adventure route with lots of fallen trees. It was right after that, like, the big storms we had uh, over and a month ago. That's a, good, that's a good test paddle, you know? Like, get right? out there and play around with, like, a new rig. Like, to me, that's fun, right? Like, if, if the water's up a little bit, maybe a little more current, that's what you want. I mean, yeah. you know, fishing might not have been good, but sometimes it's fun to just set the camera down a little bit, set the fishing pole down for a few minutes and just, like, enjoy your rig and if it's new even more so yeah yeah and there, there were more trees in the water with leaves on them that with no leaves on them yeah. like it was <laughs> all fresh real how much fresh deadfall there was we do going under the branches knocking spiders off your shirt and stuff like it was great classic river shenanigans uh so we'll talk more about that in today's episode i think we're gonna have a lot of fun uh no more knucklehead updates right now obviously we're waiting for november that's when the actual event is happening i know a bunch of you guys are going to show up down there in alabama lake gunnersville it's gonna be a blast there's a campground down there uh, all that. We'll put out more details as we get closer to that. The last thing I'll say is, as always, the show is sponsored by Monster Bass, who is currently live right now. So hopefully our Monster Bass friends will come over from that show whenever Rick stops talking and join us on this show. And we got a schmiv away at the end of the episode where we got a $25 gift card for you guys. So just stay tuned. We'll do it in chat at the end. Now, I want to jump into Q the D because I got a lot of stuff I got to talk to Ethan about. So what do you got for us, Paul? If you could watch one movie 
for the first time all over again. Experience it anew. What movie would it be? Ooh. Guess this go first. Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's such a great movie. I forgot how good it is until oh I saw God. it like a year ago. I watched it again. I'm like, this is this wow. is like freaking genius. Just what a left a field movie. answer. <laughs> like just Dude, left field? If I had two left hands, that's the field. <laughs> just way out there. Oh man, that's all right. That's awesome. I, I'll take I knew it Star Wars sure. was gonna come up. It already hit. Jurassic Park is in the comments. That yep. is a good answer. Anything Monty Python, I think, is a pretty solid answer too. Sure. Those were that, that had a chokehold on middle school for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I would probably Mrs. Doubtfire for life. I feel like there's story. There's Sixth many sense. like it does have a twist. Well, you basically can't watch it a second time, right? Like, no, the second I agree. Time, like oh, that's a good call. Okay, got it. That's any M Night movie, any yeah, Shambling yeah, yeah, Ding yeah. Dong movie. Yeah, like they are so true. Terrible to say. You can't watch it again. But the first time is like okay, cool. Like sometimes good. The Village, terrible. No payoff. That was like the worst M Night movie. Agreed. Period. Uh, I can take a cop out answer on this because there's plenty of like sentimental videos uh, movies whatever that you've watched in the past right like you want to have the nostalgia that's great i think the cop out for me would be avengers endgame because it was, I was just actually, such a build-up and such was, a payoff that was on was there <laughs> seven is a good answer Wait, seven's what? a very good answer never seen it I, what is that any of them or just that one well, the end game one did you see infinity war Maybe not. Um, I don't know. I, maybe not that either. <laughs> you have this opportunity. Right, the stream is ending. Close <laughs> it. Yeah. No, pull up the pull up the bootleg of Disney Plus. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get oh, sued, wow. people. Well, yeah, I have Disney Plus. I've watched like a lot of like the yes. the lore and all that stuff, but I I don't think I've watched those Bro, ones. Maybe, maybe I have. I don't know. I don't remember it. No. Do you I'll ever just uh, like? Wow. Do you ever just like real like like realize that you 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 have a glowing ember that could turn into a giant bonfire of emotion just waiting for you and you don't even know it you just you have like this eh, perfect opportunity no idea that I'm like six, one of six hours of your life that's it yeah that's all you need honestly it sounds wow. fun it sounds like you gave me something yeah. to do this for it's perfect it's a, dude. It's a, yes, it's a really yes. it's an epic it really is it's it it's, is oh my god. You get you to watch. Just watch okay, I was gonna two. say something that happens yeah. in the movie Don't, that you could experience just, again. You just stop that right now. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Knock that off, dude. Just watch Infinity War Endgame. Like I went early on in the Marvel Enterprise, we'll call it, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I used to watch them all, like as a new one come yeah. out. I'd be like, oh, I'll just watch them again. Oh, I'll just watch them again. But now that there's like 78 movies, it's like I'm not doing that. So now you have to pick like segments of it that you want to watch and honestly infinity war Endgame, you can just watch them together like that's it you you could like look up highlights like give me the cliff's notes before that and you could just have ideas of what goes on then just watch those two movies so i'll save you okay. 98 hours of time right there you're welcome Go the watch green <laughs> mile the lord of the rings is a great great answer that is a great howard answer. the duck Corey. howard the why duck? not sandlot Goonies, yeah, and lots of great answer. I don't Lord know, the yeah. is great. None Ooh. of them were like that. I'm trying to think about movies that had like a chokehold on you oh, know, for sure, 
you know what I mean? On me as a as a developing Princess person. Bride. Princess Knives Bride's a good out. one. Knives out. No. I, I, I like say... uh, above that Jeremy York said Clue. I dude, yeah. Clue is that is such a fun ride. Great, great movie. There's the multiple man. endings. Are we old men? Solid. Yeah. Not the old men might be a good answer. Good. Jaws is a great answer. Top kind of guy. I like funny stuff. What so yeah. Paul, what is yours? You gotta spit out an yeah, answer. Yeah, what, what is your answer? Uh have you guys ever seen the movie The Burbs? <laughs> I, I should have known you were gonna say that. Sounds uh, like another I first did. for me. It's a I did end up. It's I did Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks, Carrie yeah. Fisher. It's like yep. a sleeper. It's a total sleeper movie. It is, and it's one that like my family loves. I, if I if I, if I was gonna rewatch it, I would have to watch it with my brothers. Yeah, and then I would get to re relive what has become like fodder for it's laughter for decades. Uh, between my family, that movie is completely insane and it's yeah. wonderful. But I was actually, you know, what my actual answer is Phantom Menace, Batman, the animated movie. I, I thought you were going to say Star Wars, the Phantom. No, Menace, no, 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 not Star Wars. Phantom yeah. Menace. That's what you the said. animated Joker. That's my movie. That's what I'm picking. Is it? It's. Mm, is it called the Phantom Menace? Batman, Phantom. No, Mask of the Phantom. Mask of the Ma- Phantom. Mask of what Phantasm. is? Oh, Phantom Menace. It, Mask of the Phantasm. You're right. Phantom Menace is Star Wars. That's where you one, threw me off. Trash. I was like, my bad. Star Wars episode one. The worst oh. movie ever made. Yes. No. The Phantom. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Mask. Wrong. Mask of the, of the Phantasm. Phantasm. Thank you. That Great is the animated play. Batman movie. It's the best Joker. Uh, they like it because it was. They that was that like sent us down the path of like. Uh, garbage movies that are all production and no substance. Yep. Because they they took Star Wars, episode one, yes. They took all the good Star Wars, they took all the good writing out of it, and they just added light, more lightsabers and special effects. Mm-hmm. And and it was like, it's a garbage movie. There's a really amazing... About all the stuff that's been produced by Disney. Uh, that's kind of it's point. better than episode one, and way better than episodes two and three, but it's not anything yeah. like the original four, five, and six. So, like, if you, there's an amazing. It was done years I, and my, years ago. I think one has a special place in my heart. I never fully understand why people hate on it so much, but I think mostly just because it came out when I was like a kid. Exactly. And, and I think like it gives me like I just like see it as like oh like I get the nostalgia of seeing nostalgia. It. Yeah. Yes. And it's like also like you can't tell me like Darth Maul. Darth not, Maul. The double lightsaber. Badass. Like, yeah. And I don't care. Great death. Like, maybe, maybe the storytelling, whatever. Maybe that is all, you know, it's just like, wow, there's a really cool villain with a double lightsaber. Yeah. Like, maybe that just got me. But as a kid, it did. And so I guess the nostalgia keeps me there. But it was the I mean, I agree. Four, five, six is like, that's the, that's the original. But nothing is ever as good as the original. Like, well, exactly. No, yeah, yeah. But so there's a, I don't want to ruin this movie for you. But there is a YouTube video about why, done why the Phantom Menace is so horrible, and they and they do it in a great way. They ask you questions. They're like, "Okay, describe the prota- who is the protagonist," and you're like, "Well, it's Anakin." And you're like, "Well, maybe it's Obi Wan." Then you're like, "Well, maybe it's Qui Gon." And then like, "Who's the antagonist?" You're like, "Okay, well, it's Darth Maul." Then you're like, "Well, wait, maybe it's the Emperor, or is it Future is Vader?" It, and then they're like. Not- Sort of like a saga, though. Like, isn't it okay to not necessarily it have it's three movies? It just keeps. They're always three. It just it's keeps going. Three. They're like, they're like, 
describe the characters without describing their appearance. And like the people are just like, Bad guy. And then, yeah. And then they go and then <laughs> the they go, the girl with the hair. Uh, and then they go and then they go back to episodes uh, four, five, and six and like, describe Han Solo. And he's like, oh, these are the swashbuckling, you know, it, just watch it. It will change your perspective because I used to feel the same way. I was like, Phantom Menace is the best movie ever. I watched it four times in the theaters. I thought it was, I still get like warm and fuzzies when I think about that movie. After watching that YouTube, I was like, oh, God, that is not that good. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Just maintain I your did own love, opinion. There man. are a ton of great things, though. Like the pod racing, uh, yep. Chaz just said it. It was so dope. And it led to some of the best Legos ever made and a phenomenal N64 game that I've been great for N64 years. Game. A great well, I N64 feel like we could pod talk racer. This probably forever. And I, I, I don't know. I'll probably. Yeah, we need to get back to fishing. Too deep on the <laughs> Do we? But what I will say is, I think what I'm picking up on here is like, I guess I. I'm not big on like analyzing movies as much. Some people are very yeah. like film, like they're very like, oh, like I want to break down a film and understand yeah. like why this is good. Sounds like you're more that type. For me, yeah. I'm that way with like music. Like I'm like very like hard on artists yeah. kind of thing. Like for me, like yeah. I'm going to say something yeah. here, and people are, everybody in the comments is going to hate me. Well, at least not everybody, but probably a lot of people. I think Zach Bryan is terribly overrated. I don't think he's bad. I like Zach Bryan. New country artist very very popular i like him i think he's so unbelievably overrated for his actual skill level now again that's me like being like you with star wars here you know it's a hot take it's my perspective um and i'm not saying that you're wrong for liking because i like him he's on my playlist but i just think like he pumps out con he's a content creator you know he's like he's just pumping out the same thing over and over again i would agree anyways we should talk about fishing now i'm gonna i want to watch myself get roasted in the comments (laughs) Roast Whoa. away, everyone. Go I already got it. roasted. I already got roasted on... Ramon Outdoors hates all your takes on movies. It's all good. I think it's okay. <laughs> it's going to be It'll, fine. Someone will be hating on me shortly. So. I'm not... I'm just like... Oh, anyone yeah. can like whatever movie they want. Like, it's all good. And it's we could fine. also dislike it. not a problem it. for me. That's the but problem can... with opinions. Is it, is differentiation of opinion is not a big... Like, we don't have to fight over it. Like, I can have a different opinion. You can have a different opinion. It's all good. As long as the opinions don't hurt people, then it's okay. <laughs> like I'm not hurt because Ethan likes The Phantom Menace. You seem hurt by it. I don't feel... I don't feel wounded. I don't I feel still so watch good. it. I just <laughs> look at Jar Jar... I just out. look... I do look at Jar Jar Binks differently, though. Like, when Jar Jar Binks pops up, he used to be comedy relief, and now I look at him, I'm like, yeah, we didn't really need that. Get out of here. All right, so let's let's dive into it. I want to catch up with Ethan. So, Ethan, talk to us about what's going on with with mule fishing. What's new with mule? Because it's been a minute since we had you on the show. I think 40 episodes. 30, 20, I don't know, a while. Okay, so... (laughs) What's new? So, honestly, I'm glad you asked. As far as mule fishing goes, so mule mule's got the jackworm, which you just did a video on. So, if, if people haven't seen the video, go watch the video because he did an amazing job, kind of talking about it. It's Jeff only, no Paul, which kind of made yeah, me a I kicked sad, him out. But I also kind of dug it, you know. I was like, oh, I can I can always use a break from Paul, you know. It's okay. Fair enough. He well, fair like enough. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, but they, you did a great job uh, showing it, and I I don't know your video, the way that it like auto focuses so well. I always find that very pleasing to see, like it just it zooms in perfectly on something, and then it just goes back oh, the, to the camera, the, the Sony ZV one. Yeah, yeah, it it's does a good, good job. Yeah, it's solid. Um, but yeah, that's like the newest thing for Mule. 
And really with Mule, it's like really one of my main focuses now is just like really making sure that, you know, I, I get everything aggressively in stock and, and, and maintain that. I know that obviously I'm just going to be honest, like, you know, some of this stuff has gone out of stock and I know that that gets a little frustrating for people. Mm-hmm. I, I can assure you, like my, my goal and intention is always to keep things in stock and like nothing's going away necessarily. I, I don't see anything ever going away. I, if anything, there'll just be more and more over time. Right. Um, but it's just sometimes it's hard to keep up with exactly knowing how fast things will sell. And just because something's sold this fast the last three months doesn't mean it will the next three months kind of yeah. thing. And just planning ahead and forecasting, that's kind of like a thing. You know, that's like a business side of thing that I'm really focused on for, for next year. And just like this winter is trying to make sure that I'm ramping things up, being a little bit more aggressive and making sure that there's always stuff available when people need it. Because I understand like people order when they, when they need it. They don't necessarily always, you know, buy in bulk ahead. Um, so anyways, uh, that's kind of what's going on uh, as far as kind of like business wise, what I'm thinking about mm-hmm. as far as fishing goes, man, really haven't been fishing a whole lot. And it's not because I don't want to, it's just life has been extremely busy and things are just going to continue to get busy for a while. And, and it's all good things. Um, but life's just a little, little busy right now. Um, and, and I'll definitely be hitting it hard hopefully sooner than later. I'm hopeful that I can get out this weekend and I've been fishing a few times here and there. It's been okay. I think fishing is about to get really good um, as we have a little bit more consistency with, with air temperatures yep. and well, not necessarily air temperatures, but water temperatures kind of reach a, a typical fall trend. And then also if things turn over and settle down a little bit, last time I went fishing, the, the lake had turned over. It was so gross. It was just so messed up. So yeah. um, I think we have to kind of ride it out for another couple of weeks and then I think it should get better. Yeah. We're kind of in the same boat. I mean, the rivers are definitely that way with all the storms that we've been having and the, Water levels are up. There's a ton of fresh deadfall. It's all chocolate milk. Like it is difficult fishing. You can find them. It's just that really tough kind. We're looking for it. There's that magic couple of weeks that we get in Michigan where you can 65 hit any degree stretch, water, man. Any stretch of river, you're gonna just plug them. You're just bam, 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 smallmouth all day. We're so yeah, close. Smallmouth like series. So I have nothing like. I know a lot of people have asked me, like, because I did the, the pursuit of a 20, I started that series yeah. trying to catch big smallies. And that's what I want to talk about today is like smallmouth fishing. I haven't been to the river to smallmouth fish since the last episode. So I, it's not that I don't want to, I just, life has just been too busy and, and river fishing trips just take more time. Um, just yeah. by nature. So true. I mean, especially if you do a drift versus like paddle up, if we can get a slow moving section with some pools and stuff, like we could have some fun, just paddle up. Paul and I did a drift. Then I did a drift slash paddle back, which wasn't a great idea, but did that in the show lead. And then uh, two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, Paul was the last one we did. So we've done three trips. And that one was the least productive, least productive. Not great. It was the, a really tough section. The amount of dark water is was astonishing. So we went every uh, section we hit three is weeks nasty. ago. chocolate milk just brown 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 and the fish were not reacting like like i thought they would i think it's because the water was actually colder than what the fish are used to because of all the flooding and then also the dark water and then the next week it was like the same exact thing i couldn't believe it i thought we would get some washout but it was still churn and then i was different river different section between dams which were not running heavy like nasty dude it was nasty yeah. And then and then I was on St. Clair and this was two weeks after all the rain and stuff. 
I think St. Clair actually like started turning way earlier than what it would normally would because mm. of we had the temperature drop and it had all this water flushed out from the north yeah. uh, from the tent from the Thames. So where mm. I was, I went from seeing fish everywhere for three weeks straight, seeing almost no fish. And the only fish I did see were gigantic smallmouth. <laughs> that was it. Like yeah. four pounders. Mm. Nothing. I caught a three and a half and then two four pluses. That was it. I didn't see a perch. I didn't see a bluegill. I saw minnows, no shad, no catfish, nothing except for giant smallmouth. And and they would not take anything except for like the slowest possible jig run. Like not even parked. That was it. (laughs) There was no other way to catch a fish. It was the and I've never had that happen there. Not, that is the most Chaz, do we most... break again? Chaz, if your internet, I swear to gosh, if your internet breaks again. It wasn't your internet last time. Your PC exploded on you, right? And Our producer's having some other types of issues that don't involve cords, hopefully, this time. The, <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, yeah, there was, your internet was... didn't fry again? <laughs> gosh. Well, that was... That was legitimately the single weirdest fishing like amount of like month that I've probably ever had. And like I will take yeah. note of that. It was terrible. It was terribly difficult. For saying Yeah, at least yeah. turning over is not fun. I it just makes the water so gross and like stinky. Oh, yeah. And it just I feel it's like it fishing. really messes with I think it just really messes with the fish. Like I don't oh, yeah. it does. have to eat and like I think there's still opportunistic feeders, but I feel like they go from potentially having decent visibility or whatever they're used to, we'll say, to having significantly worse than they're used mm-hmm. to. And like, I would have to imagine like the fact that the water is literally like turning around and like the oxygen levels are all sorts of all messed up. Like, I would imagine that would really just mess with their appetites. I mean, they probably just lay low, get lethargic, sit around. They, I don't even <laughs> know sure. if they know where to go. I mean, because you think yeah, about with the, with the type the of water that the, they've yeah. been sitting in is now in a completely different place. Like, they're they're probably their brains probably like I want to go over here, but like this is a terrible place to be right now. Like well, I guess I'll go over here, but this doesn't feel right, and I can't see anything. So like you're probably right. I think they just they probably hunkered down. The only time I'm gonna find True. them is hunker down yeah. by structure, and they're probably just gonna like be buried. Yeah, yeah. weird. But the benefit of that is when you throw around weedless stuff, you can get into fish. So this is briefly go off smallmouth for a second because i want to i want to get into your new bait right the new mule fishing jackworm because talking about smallmouth i want to put some i want to put that in front of some smallmouth faces like and it hasn't been fair the last couple of river trips because you can't see it like I, I just no matter what i throw i cannot get it in front of them uh unless i like slap it on a one ounce chatterbait maybe or something and i just like drag an anchor through the river so it just wasn't happening however i went to paul's lake the other day and i only fish structure but i i did use the jackworm texas rigged it was the only way to catch on it i tried it free rigged i ran it on the bronco blade i ran it on a chatterbait the the z-man mini and whatever all all sorts of stuff right only thing catching one sixteenth ounce on the bfs setup full size texas rigged <laughs> and i was just dropping it into structure <laughs> like i'd be like under the dock be like oh isolated weeds right in the middle of that right like all of those spots just knocking them dead 
like absolutely yeah. knocked him dead. And then it went beyond that. And I was like, let's go into the pads because it's like right by Paul's house has, uh, I think four or five, like good manageable sections of pads. There's a few other ones out there that are like, it's one inch deep and it's muck bottom. There's nothing there, but there are a few spots that hold a lot of fish and sometimes big fish. So not the jack worm, but I upsize. I was throwing around. Have you ever thrown a depth scat, a cover scat? Uh, I've seen them. I've never picked one up because they're funny and I don't want it. <laughs> but it sounds uh, like dude, I don't need it. <laughs> the only reason I had a bag was that turns, one, of, baby. one of our one of our uh, subscribers, uh, Gfon, sent us a bag with a bunch of other JDM baits, right? So it's been marinating in, in my tackle stuff for like three years. So I bust this thing out. I'm like, you know what? Like everybody's talking about these right now. Why not? Let's go see if this thing works. So take it out there. I've got the four inch turds right four inch turd and it's purple green pumpkin i think they call it green pumpkin pro blue but it's it's purple and i just weightless because they weigh like a pound they're they're called gravity baits right they're super heavy and i I was just hucking it out there on a medium heavy setup into the pads it just plops like explodes water everywhere (laughs) sinks to the bottom like this and uh they were annihilated like that makes sense. That's cool. Giants, giant fish were slamming that thing. It's crazy. So I went back and I ordered like five other different brands of poop baits. So we're gonna test those out. Poop baits. Yeah, but fishman turds. Thinking about like the horizontal rigging too. Something interesting is like, have you fished the hover rig? Mm, I don't even know what that is. I, I feel like I know what that is. What is the hover it's rig? Con- it's kind of like a tube jig that you yeah. fish vertically. Oh. Yeah. Whole, yeah. yeah, it's a whole new like kind of like fancy thing where like people have like a little thing that stick like the jig that literally is like a yes. oh you just thread it oh. weird you just thread you it thread it backwards like a tube yeah. like you would do a tube and then and yeah. then but it's basically just a vertical a really vertical jig with no ball head in the front it's it, it floats it's the Mickey rig my it's point, a right? Mickey rig yeah and I mean, I'm sure it works. I, I'm I, what I wanted to do is pick up some ultralight versions of that and then put the jackworm on it because I think that would be really interesting. Just I mean, because it's made for finesse worms. Most people use like either a finesse worm or like a, a drop shot, a drop shot yeah. plastic. Like yeah. I see a lot of the times on that too. But it's just I don't, I don't know. It's something new. Something interesting. I'm gonna yeah, pick them up. I'm not. It's not that I have any. I, I'm sure it works really great. I just don't really. I don't really do a lot of like the newer stuff. I actually go the opposite. I'm always doing. Oh, you're like Paul. Got it. Yep. And it's, I actually think for me, like, okay, like Jackworm, for example, right? Like Jackworm is not a new design. It is a, it is a modified version of an old design. But for me, I'm thinking, okay, you go out there and you throw a a 3.9 inch curl tail worm on a Texas rig. How many anglers today are throwing a 3.9 inch curl tail worm on a Texas rig? Zero. That size, none. Yeah, and the ones yeah. that are probably like it's some dude that's like throwing a worm he found in his grandpa's tackle box. He probably doesn't really know what he's doing. But the people that are like most like serious fishermen don't throw that kind of stuff anymore, and it's just because like the new wave of trends go this way, and so everybody's mm-hmm. going after this. I'm like, let's go the opposite. Let's do old school stuff that's proven, time tested, and people aren't fishing. You know? Yeah. Well, to me, I'm like that's Rocko a different. Blade. Look. Yeah, that I guarantee you will catch fish, but the fish today are not educated on it. So I don't know. They I'm, should get I'm, educated. They these fish should really go to more seminars, masterminds. Probably no. They it. shouldn't go anywhere. I, they should learn about the hover rig. I, if anyone knows me, they know how much I love like 
a Ned rig and you guys love a Ned rig. Yeah. I believe that fish are becoming more in tune with what a Ned rig profile is. And I feel like it's, I don't think it's as good as it used to be. Not saying that a Ned rig, like I, I think it's so great. It's something that they've it seen. To, it used to be like sure. a straight up cheat code. Like oh, it yeah. used to be like, you go somewhere, you throw a Ned rig and no one else threw them because it was like, people didn't really know about it. Yep. Now it's like, everybody knows about it. And so like, to just throw the same net rig as everyone else, I think the fish have seen it a lot of times and probably have been caught on it a lot of times. Yep. So I, I, I got to be honest with you, like the cut tail variety of the jackworm. Before I was throwing, you know, just like a cut tail bait. I wasn't throwing the jackworm before it launched, and like that cut tail on a straight jig head, it's the exact same concept of running a net rig, right? A one sixteenth ounce mushroom jig yep. with with a four inch cut tail worm instead of a like a you know a TRD or whatever. That is a different look that not as many people throw. And I, I, I don't know, man, it works really, really well for me. And that's why I wanted to get it, you know, to the mule pro, you know, product line. I yep. think you guys will be very, very happy if you run a one sixteenth ounce mule jig and then run the cut tail variety of the jack worm. I think you'll be very, very happy. Uh, it's worked so oh, good. Yeah. hundred percent. It is currently rigged that way because because i got so many bites i broke down the plastic so like the cool thing about this plastic versus like if you start with a let's say a donkey tail junior right like a donkey tail junior you start breaking it apart you can still catch fish if you lose the little boot tail um but if you start if, if you cut it in half like it's toast right the thing about the jackworm that i liked was that you lose your your ribbon tail the the curly tail portion of it you still have a cut tail Oh, you lost your cocktail. You still have a finesse worm. You lose a little portion of that finesse worm. You've got just a shorter Ned like that. You could also drop shot, which I did do. And I caught fish on that. And you'll see you guys will see that in a video. Uh, probably yeah. next Friday. I think Paul will put that one up. Uh, I uploaded it for you. But at, at any rate, like I fished it a bunch of different ways. And that's a cool thing. Like you could just keep using it. You guys saw me break down in the office. You can check that out as well. Uh, that one dropped on Monday. But yeah, exactly. Like that, that is next up like, on my list to run. Yeah. Just like, that's the first, like that's taking off the first, like basically three quarter inch inch yep. to get to that first like little section and then just literally taking the whole tail off. And this to me, like <laughs> when I first rigged it up after getting them, I'm like, it's a done deal. I'm so, so excited about this. Like specifically like trout work, trout worm type applications. Yep. It's like, it is the size, exact size I was looking for. And it should be because that's kind of how I designed it. But it was just very, very pleasing to rig it up for the first time. Um, I, I just have super, super high hopes for this. And I mean, obviously like trout, but you know, I've caught oh, bluegill, yeah. crappie, bass on it. So, I mean, it'll be a little bit of everything. But. I, I've been saving all my scraps because yeah. I can just reuse them on different so rigs. So true. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never throwing a piece away. And yeah, that's always been the goal. I want to stretch people's yep. dollar. Like, I, you know, people sometimes are like, "Oh, you know, you make these things last so long. I feel bad. I'm yep. not buying them." You know, often I'm like, "That's exactly. I don't want. Like, I want you to buy them, and then when you have what you need, you don't need to buy more. Like, it's all good. Like, you've done your part. I appreciate it. But go fish them. And if you ever, you know, break them off and lose them, and you want to buy more, that's great. But you know, the goal is for you to have one and make it last as long as possible for you. <laughs> No, for sure. Like it, it's the, here's the funny thing about this. Uh, and I want to get back to smallmouth, So I'll just, I'll, I'll mention this. There was a fun little comment thread that popped up on an older Timu video uh, that we, we had put out, I think it was like the first one. And somebody just goes like, Oh, you know, like all I would only ever buy from Timu 
Uh, and another funny thing was like somebody said it's like it's better than Wish, and I was like, I mean, I sure hope so. Uh, but they're like, I only buy from Timu, I only buy from Walmart. Okay, whatever, cool. That's how you feel. You want to be economy fisherman, awesome. But when you sit there and you say like anybody who buys from anywhere else is wrong, every online fishing retailer is overpriced. Like he said, every online retailers overpriced. I was like, I just hard disagree. There are plenty of affordable ones. I think you're just referring to like mega bass and like, sure. The Vitalian's like 30 bucks, kind of insane price. Uh, and maybe you just want to grab a $3 one from Timu and enjoy yourself. Great. More power to you. But like, you can't sit here and tell me that every retailer is so overpriced and like, you know, cause I know people like you, Ethan, I'm like, okay, hard disagree because of this. And you're not alone. There's plenty of small business owners out here that are doing this thing that are making in the chat. Pig jigs is in chat. Exactly. Like affordable products. I absolutely despise companies like Timu. I just do. Oh, I thought you were going to say pig jigs. I was like, what if there was just a rift actually, we didn't know about? I was gonna get super upset. I was gonna be like, Whoa. "Oh no, I've been meaning to." <laughs> Everybody, time out. Actually. Cool off. Quick, quick shout out to Pigs Jigs. He Look sent at that me thing, the coleslaw. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I haven't. It. Sorry, buddy. I haven't been able to reach out. I've just been kind of crazy busy. But um, I got the jigs. They look fantastic, and I have full intentions of using. Dude, I, I was. Um, on that. No, you guys need to definitely check out pigs jigs like he's literally using the mule jigs he buys them from me and you know he just buys them like anybody else and it's then he so just busts open the package and makes them he pluses them up man he makes them beautiful so shout out to you brother the the uh copper truce he calls it the truce i paired up with a green pumpkin bronco blight uh bronco bug sorry burrow bug i'm burrow mixing bug. up baits i got it the green I pumpkin know, burrow bug sorry for my stroke everyone uh but <laughs> That the Hard truth <laughs> with, with green pumpkin burrow bug, I could not keep fish off that thing. Like it falls so slow and like ex- yeah, exactly. Extra slow. I had the 132, right? And it falls extra slow with that skirt and the bug. And dude, some of the best fish of the day I caught on that. And I was testing it out on like, you know, uh, we had got uh our, our buddy Jose Cinco from uh, Cast King had sent us the their Kestrel ultralights. So it was like at the same time kind of test. I was beating the tar out of that thing, like trying to put fish on it. It was it was a heckin' day. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like my my point with that comment is like that guy is fully out of line. But I, I tried to like bring up discussion. The guy was just being, you know, a one sided argument person oh, who's yeah. just like spend your money how you see fit. For me, yeah. I just think like him- <laughs> I think if we all just supported the knockoff cheap stuff that is made, you know, to copy something else in a lower, 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 lower quality mm-hmm. version, then you'll never have innovation or ingenuity for the rest of your life. And if that's what you're mm-hmm. happy with, then then if, if, if we all support that, then we'll never have innovation again. I we mean, need to, yeah. we need to support innovation. And we need people to think differently and they're going to have to charge more because they put more work into creating something and it costs money to create things. But if someone like takes other people's ideas, burns them and then just makes them mass produced in like the cheapest way possible, you know, I guess you have the right to support that. I despise it. Like Timu. Oh, I'm with you, dude. We I don't know what all that stuff is. I despise it. <laughs> like do, do, can you catch fish on things? Yes, they have hooks hooks catch fish <laughs> like like you can make it happen will you be happy doing it i mean you shouldn't be like you're, you're fishing knockoff bait knockoff baits but like the funny thing to me is like the same person who would be like 
I'll only get these these Timo baits because I I don't want to spend the money on these like brands that j- they all they care about is money. Blah blah blah. Whatever. That same person will be like, China is taking our jobs, and I'm like, hang on, <laughs> like you you can't you can't have both of these things, my friend. Uh, but anyway, so. I, di- I digest. Moving on. I've, yeah, uh, I've heard all this stuff. I understand. Let, <laughs> let, let's get back into the smallies. So here's what I want to know. When you say you want, you want, you're going to try and get back out. Like where, where do you want to go, man? Like you got a particular stretch of river, a particular river that you want to go fish. Do you want to meet up with like two super like nerdy dudes that like river fishing? Yes, I do want to meet up with <laughs> Nerdy dudes. Um, no, a guy named Eric and uh, another. Pre- <laughs> you should be my yeah. friends. Eric yeah, he's a Joe. total nerd. Like he's a legit. <laughs> Hard to look nerd. at. <laughs> Extremely nerdy. Um, he's gonna be talking to you about math the entire fishing trip. No, I'll hey, send you hey, 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 he's up on the math nerds. Okay, yeah, I like math. I yeah, they're more like dorks. I, I like math too much. Anyways, I digest. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to talk specific spots or anything just because I kind of always like to keep that semi, you know, I don't yeah. know, respect the spot. Um, but where are you, I, where are you typically show, looking? Like what types of areas are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, that's what oh, I'm really okay. getting. Well, I don't know. I guess I want to pick your guys' brain too. Mm-hmm. I okay. For me, what's been successful is just, I, it's very, like this is very kind of obvious. Like the most fishy looking waters are usually what work. And I, what I mean by that is when it comes yeah. to river smallmouth, it's like, Places that have like a very dynamic stretch of river that have a lot of um, depth changes yep. and um, the vegetation, if there's vegetation, if there's islands, if there's trees mm. in the water, you know, if there's like, if it's, if it looks like it would hold life of all types, not just smallmouth, right? Like insects and, and frogs and that kind of stuff. That's usually where it would have the best smallmouth fishing. What the areas that I've ran into that have not been successful for me are kind of like, Hey, it's the river. It looks good. It looks fishy, but it doesn't necessarily have like that dynamic. It's not very dynamic. It doesn't have a lot of depth changes. It doesn't have a lot, you know, maybe it might just be like an eight foot stretch, right? Those yep. things, there's not enough for those fish to kind of use as ambush points. So I kind of will avoid those, but I don't really, to be honest with you, like that is one of the biggest things with this series that I wanted to learn from is like seasonal patterning and better understanding how um, smallmouth use rivers and how where they go when. Um, through my experience so far, it's mostly it was mostly like late spring into early summer. And that type of water was good to me, um, but I don't know if the fall will be a different story. So I want to ask you guys: is like from your experience um, in the fall, do you like are you looking for specifically different areas, um, or what has paid off for you mostly in your experience? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the magic river, regardless of spots has been the grand over like all the other ones. Uh, our buddy, uh, Ted fishes the flat river. He guides on it. Um, and he, you know, is, is huge on like that fall bite. Um, he actually had a really good, like early summer bite as well. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to link up. We were supposed to go fish with him on the flat, which is, I'm bummed about that. Hopefully we can get into that. I don't know if not fall, maybe next year. Um, but yeah, like I, I see rivers like that, particular sections of them where there is, like you're saying, a lot of structure, much better. We, we've we fished spots uh, recently. The spot we hit between the two dams, that was not a great spot. It's not a spot I would really ever look to go back to. Like it's a scenic route. Regardless of water clarity, I don't see it being a highly productive spot. I was hopeful because it had dams and like I've had 
you know, pretty good luck at dams. Like you usually have yeah, deeper water as, there. As most people should, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm always excited for a dam because you never know. Like I've caught walleye there. You get big pike there. You get, you stumble into a catfish sometimes. Like it's just crazy good fun. And you get to throw bigger, heavier baits and like just knock fish on the head. It's a blast. So if possible, I try to find a stretch where it like ends at the dam. Like one of our spots, you know, you and I like, like that's a good spot. That's the spot that I enjoy. Cause you can fish the whole stretch, have fun. Ends in a dam. It's like a crescendo. <laughs> After that climax, you get to walk back. It's a blast. So I'm looking for spots like that, ideally. Uh, and for us, we I mean, we also like to bounce around. Having the shillies now, I'm, I'm having a good time, like, putting it to the test, putting it through really, like, tough sections of river. So there's, like, an element of, like, let's go on a, you know, that creek adventure. And then at the same time, I want to catch some big fish. So I, I'm looking for that middle ground. Paul, like, what what are we looking for, do you think? So one thing I would ask you is, like, I feel like fall and spring are the easiest times to find fish in those areas. You know where yeah. you never catch a big fish is that area in the summer. No, oh, yeah. Only we catch don't even dinks. go. You'll only catch dinks in those areas in the summer yeah. where you're seeing, like, a lot of bottom, like, contour changes. In the <laughs> summer, I find that they are, like, usually those would be, like, midstream. Like that area is going to be like at mid middle mm. of like if you're looking at a map, those are typically going to be like the windy areas, and then they're going to be typically in the middle, not usually yeah. at the mouth. So in the summer, I'm usually want to be either at the headwaters or wherever the weather wherever it's dumping out in the summer, and then in the fall, I want to be mid somewhere mid river. So that area that you the three of us fished the last time we fished mm-hmm. in the river, last couple times, middle, yeah, super windy. And and every time water comes in, there's a huge like gouge. So do you remember that spot, Jeff, that you and Ethan were plugging them away, like not even a hundred yards past where we launched? Oh yeah, where where there's a little creek that comes in and it gets really rocky and it gets deep, rock structure drop. Yeah, that's that's fall spring. That's where you're gonna find a big fish in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Fish the there won't be like numbers of big fish there. All you're gonna get is either nothing or or dinks. And then headwaters or wherever the water's emptying out, where you get mm-hmm. deeper water, bigger current, and then it's usually going to be pools. Um, that's where I tend to look for them in the summer. Now, where I, what I don't know and what I've not learned and what I would really, like, you, Ethan, you were talking about this. This is one thing I would really, I want to learn more about is, like, during spawning season, like, when it's the spawn. I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no clue what that smallmouth is doing at that time of year. And that's actually, if you wanted to catch like a lifetime PB, you'd have to be on those fish at that time. I feel like immediately pre-spawn is like when you want to like, that's probably in the pre-spawn. river, but I don't know where they go during the spawn. Like I know they're supposed to like go up into the shallower waters and all that, but like that typically is not yeah. where I'm finding a bunch of big fish and it could just be me not doing that enough that's really what it comes down Mm. to is like i'm not hammering that water at that time i'm usually like well i can fish one day and i'm not like again way on the on the water on the river for sure not enough not enough at that time at that time Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think the spawn i think the spawn is extremely from my experience this year i think it can be semi-frustrating and confusing i think i was definitely around fish um but i think that the fish in a river smallmouth a spawning smallmouth bass in the river from my experience is not at all the same as a spawning smallmouth bass in a lake or reservoir mm-hmm. because 
a lake or reservoir, there's probably going to be very, very, um, like you're going to be able to likely see them, but if you can't see them, like they just seem to be more territorial and aggressive. What in the river, when I was fishing, I swear one of my trips, I swear I was getting spawning fish to, to bump me like, but they would bump it quick, try to move it off a of bed and I'd set the hook and nothing was there. But then the problem is when you're doing that and you're having that experience, know what else is fighting you the current so like you yeah. cannot precisely fish a spot over and over and over again in a river the same way you can in a lake you know and, and jeff you know when we first fished together and i whipped your butt at bed fishing i don't remember uh, this i don't know what you're talking about I've never heard of this day fish. in my life okay but the point was is like <laughs> i was pretty dialed on those bedding fish yeah and like What's really, really, really important. I'm, I, I consider myself a decent bed fisherman for like largemouth bass. Like I, and you can see them and you can understand how they're reacting. That's huge. Mm -hmm. It got in my head a lot when I feel like I was getting bumps from them, but I felt like I kept getting pushed off and I couldn't see the fish. Yeah. And I was just like, I had no confidence that I was ever going to really trigger that bite and actually get them to, to mouth the bait the whole way. So I don't know. It was kind of a frustrating experience for me. So Paul, I'm with you. Like I definitely, definitely want to uh, get into some spawning smallmouth in the future on the river, but yeah, I need more experience. Because it's like right when the, right when the, um, the square bill bite dies, so does my big smallmouth catching time. Not that I'm only yeah. using a square bill, but once the reaction bite goes away and to your sure. point, you're like, I don't even know where they go. I know where they're supposed to be. But I've never put it like I don't have like three weeks worth of fishing days on at that time where they're supposed to be, which is like slack, muddy water or just off of it and like way up and outside of the main channels. I don't have that time on the water at those spots. So like I don't know enough oh, for sure. But in general rule of thumb, if you want to find like big river smallmouth, which is how I found this that spot that we went to. Fall and spring, main river channels, somewhere in the in the core area. Where to, uh, to your point, I think depth changes is the biggest thing. Big bends really helps, but like the the depth changes is for me the biggest thing. Like if you've got that, you're gonna have big fish nearby and rock. If you've got rock or some kind of hard bottom, like the big the big ones are gonna be there. But then when summer hits, the water level drops in the main channel, and those spots do not hold bigs. Jeff, I mean, mm -hmm. we've hit that spot how many times? How many big fish have we caught at that the, spot when the, the water's spot? super low? None. Oh, yeah. A None. No big fish. That, but that's but when a we bunch get of small fish. Bass. <laughs> but yeah. that's when it's like, but that's when you push mm -hmm. way up. You got to go miles upstream closer mm -hmm. to headwaters or dam waters. And then you got to do the same or the, 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 the opposite. You have to go way back to wherever it's. That river, that river is ending, like terminating, um, because that's yeah, well, where all the there, that's where the, all the water is. There's the spot, like right at the dam. One, the, the dam, right, because it's just deeper water. It's all rock at that dam. So it's a great spot for multi species. And then there's the spot right after the dam, going with the flow of the current, uh, off to the side, like on the bank. It was super deep, and there's that dock there. Remember that spot? It's like oh, yeah. right in no, front I of know. the dam. I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's about. the spot uh, we went with your, your uh, what's his name from Panda Trout? Oh, Neil. Neil. Yeah, we went with Neil and we were just drifting. It flies under that spot. Like he's like, this is my go-to spot. You want bigs? It's like right here. But that was also what, that was spring. 
I think. It was either spring or fall. It was colder. I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, we were we were just drifting uh, out on a raft with Neil there, and that was that was pretty cool. We were fly fishing that time, but the water was up, spring, and it was cold. Water that was tough. Yeah, it was. It but, was. Tough. I don't know. That's where the bigs would be. But I don't know. River, but anyway, river fishing. Yeah. Let, let's talk lures. So that's what river, I was gonna, let's, let's do. Let's um, all river smallmouth. First and foremost, uh, shout out to Rocka Blades, member for 26 months. Snorlax Doing our job. <laughs> and, hey, I've been here a few times. Uh, Go for it, man. You, you call them out. What, what, are you say? List, what are your bucket list fish to catch? I will be 100% throwing mule fishing lures at the knucklehead tourney. The Bronco Blade is one of my confidence lures for big fish and different species here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, bucket list fish to catch for me. Um, there's a lot of them uh, today. Uh, Right now on the spot, I'll go peacock bass. Never done that before, but I would love to. I'm with you on that. I've said that before on the show. Like, and they're accessible in the states now. You go down to Florida, you can get into them. Uh, yeah. There's even some good size ones up in channels down there, like way down south. So, some opportunity. Like we we y'all, we could just go to Florida. Like just do that. <laughs> like I wish the iCast thing could be like next year's iCast. We could go a day or two early and like actually fish. You can know, be amazing. You, you could just not go to ICAST and just go fishing. I mean, you know? we can do. What if we just did one day of ICAST? We're like, job done. No, and then, like we it's just not ICAST. Just go fishing <laughs> for three, four days straight. The content's too easy, man. Like we got to. We don't. We don't have that. We dive in two videos a week. The content's yeah. too easy if you go to a new place in Florida too, and you go Ish. fishing for exotic. Your that, channel gets the views for the fishing videos. Our channel doesn't. So divergence. <laughs> Matt Main upgraded to Snorlax crew. Welcome, oh. brother. And you can now come to our members Cheers. only, which is October 10th, and it's super fun. And that's actually where we're doing our schmiveaways. We're not going to do nearly yep. as many here. So keep that in mind, you guys. It's Get not like a here. paywall thing. It's actually like a reward the members thing. We talked with us about our members, uh, and next year we're making some very large changes to kind of how we do things and. We want to make sure that we are, again, providing the value. And that's actually the biggest thing for us. We'll still do some here, but like you can't do them on Instagram anymore. You can't do them on YouTube. You can't do them anywhere. And this is like a way to give them right to the people that we want to get them to. So anyways, that's kind of, um, you're now you're, you're in the you're in the group. So good to have you. Um, I will miles right there. That's the, the Delta. Club. It is. It is. <laughs> I, so I will say this about uh, Buckleless Fish. This is a no question. This is actually the easiest question ever. So sturgeon out of a kayak um the way that i would like to do it i would like to do that in seattle washington in one of the um in one of the harbors and just Mm -hmm. like with a big worm on a big sinker and i want to do it in a kayak like that that is a bucket list fish for me you want to like a ride i do i really like with a sturgeon (laughs) i do man i and i've caught like some really big catfish in my kayak before and i've caught musky in a kayak in a paddle kayak before yeah and it there's really I would, sh- I would like to do it with ocean fish. That's like right underneath, but something oh, about yeah. a sturgeon and it just being like a dinosaur. And yeah. I'm terrified to bring that on board and I want to have that experience. So that's, that, that's mine. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the regulations are in Washington, but I think you have to keep them in the water too. Don't you? No, you have, no, you can pull them out. Are you sure? A sturgeon. Yeah. They're yeah. incredibly hardy. Um, you can pull those out. Okay. Right, um, tell me the, your, tell me your river smallmouth. All lures you're excited to fish because I want to talk about this and I know yeah, it's yeah. to the point where I'm going to be sleepy. I'm going to be a sleepy old dad. Yeah, I want yeah, to hear you th- are. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> well, he's he's got more dad you duties. Are. Com- he's got more dad duties coming in, so he he definitely will be. Um, just I, the, the no pet, the like it's the I have kids, you got kids. Everybody now, know. Like, well, we all on this. We're know. not. We're not going to sugarcoat. There's it, no sugarcoating. It's just it's that suck. is a fact. You're just spitting. Fat. But you're going to love it. That's it, my you favorite. Will. It's um, terrible. You'll love I it. was okay before we move on. I was so yeah. much happier uh with my second than with my first, only because I was so much more I just understood more. I took it prepared. I took things for granted because I was stressed Experience. out with my first. I mm-hmm. have enjoyed a hundred thousand percent more of the journey with my second than my first. Um also probably because I've decided that I'm done with having kids. And so now that I know that it's ending. I know that everything that I'm doing with both my kids is the last time, so I have more appreciation for it. Anyways, that's off the rails. I will say this. So I like um, how I like how you said I've decided I'm done having kids. Like I'm we have, it's been decided. Oh, okay, it is we, a okay, joint decision. Cool. But I made the I, I sure we can talk about it later. I there was a flashbulb <laughs> moment where I decided I was done. Yeah, it you're was good. Weirdly, like the best decision I ever made. Anyway, all right. So um, lures. Okay, so lures for small, just for smallmouth though. Like this mm-hmm. is river smallmouth. So we're in the river. Yep. Uh, tube, 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 to tube, tube, you tube, would. tube, 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 tube. You tube. would be so, and and that I'm totally okay with it being weightless. Um, I like the open hook <laughs> yeah. too. I don't. I almost never do when in the you're river. Drifting it, yeah, I almost never do the 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 stupid tube. I do that in a lake quite a bit. The stupid tube, the the weedless. I like the open hook. I'm a big open hook concerned, guy. But yeah, I'm the same. Like, just Huge. go open hook. Doesn't a tube, wouldn't it kind of almost... Have you ever... Up? Oh, but they have the salted ones, and then you're going... I'm going, like, whatever minimum weight gets me to where it's, like, it's basically okay. just just yeah. going down, but that's about it. So in the fall, do you do you like to use, like, bait fish colors, or are you still just throwing your green pumpkins? No, man. I am a, like... I just did a video on, like, said this on a video. My go-to is the darker colors of the of fish patterns. It doesn't matter what the yeah. fish pattern is. That's not important. Darker fish patterns. So, like, you know, when you see the um, the the big the big shad, like the gizzard shad patterns, I like mm-hmm. the ones that are like mostly black, and I like the the perch that are like mostly black, the super dark green with like the black lines that More goes to black. So it's like whether the water's clear or stained or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's more like you you want a slow fall and you want a big silhouette. Yes. And a tube to me, like it, a tube can look like a crawdad. A tube can look like a, a can't perch. lose. Yeah. Can't can lose with it. Anything. Can't lose like, with it. Yeah. So a darker color is going to be a, a big silhouette. So especially in that that water, I can see how that would work really well. I mean, that makes mm-hmm. sense. The mega, it's like the mega Ned drift is how I always think about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like mega Ned. Um. And then I like the uh, I like the flat sided. Um, I say square bills because they don't they're not really square bills. They're the rounded ones. The the OG slims like mm. dude like any square bill really. And again, I go big. I go big, Jeff. I know. Do you go big? We, we you fish go, I like totally. The big we fish totally different. So yeah, like, I like the big square billy. That's like yeah. the I just the bought. magnums is what. Yeah, I throw, I, not the ma- but they're fall. big. They, yeah, no, they're definitely magnums. Big. <laughs> I like the big Giants. ones, and I go and I go with the uh, I go with like it's the same thing. Black yeah. the get the the sh- the shad pattern like with the big dot. You know, like I yeah. I'm going all natural. The only thing I don't do is I love the bright orange, like the burnished orange. 
Frogs? Really? Oh, I feel yeah. like everybody's like, all over that in the spring. They never fall really... and spring. I've Honestly, my yeah. fall and spring list are pretty much the same. I don't really sure. deviate on either one. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty much good with either one. I, I do, I, like... Uh, yeah. Okay. I feel like river smallmouth, too. Like, so, like, you have you have lake largemouth, and, like, your your options are endless, right? Like, yeah. I mean, depending on the season, all that stuff, and, like, conditions and docks, grass, boulders, whatever... Lake largemouth, you could have a tackle box that's a thousand pounds. Yeah. River smallmouth, <laughs> I feel like you can have a ten pound tackle you, you box. You can narrow it more down. than you'll ever need for the whole year. Yeah. So like, like the point is, like, river smallmouth from like the coldest water all the way to like the warmest water. I feel yeah. like it doesn't deviate as much. Like you can get away with a lot less. So I like, I, I totally agree with that, Paul. Keep it simple. Fish your confidence baits. Dude, oh like, yeah, yeah and, I'm, I'm throwing straight Ned rig square bill. If I have to, I'm throwing a tube. I'd rather throw a ton of other things, but like if it if it's got chartreuse, I'm catching fish on it. So I don't care what color combo it is. I'm mixing shart in there somehow, and it's catching fish. Mixing in a shart. Mixing in a shart. You gotta mix it up real nice, just like Talking my four year old milk. Yeah, hey, we all mix. <laughs> Kid gets it. Kid he does get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think the other the other thing that gets often overlooked in the river though uh, is the micro popper, and that's just I was that's say in the fall. Water, yeah. I'm getting that little popper, and that is one that. Uh, and I go. I do like the super fast, mm-hmm. and then the stop. And I don't know what it is about that bait, but it's fall yeah. and spring. You can't miss on those. And those will Wait. always like those four things will always be yeah. in the pot. Like that's my that's the sweet spot for I'll start there. And the Ned for sure, but I like the the two usually I'll take at that the point. Net over a tube any day. All day. I take the tube. I take I like to start with the tube because if you're gonna get yeah. a big fish, I I want the tube. Like I'm I'm I feel like the tube. I feel like if I'm around a population density, I'm going tube. And the you're going to weed out the other fish. You're going to probably hone in on larger quality bites if you're specifically wanting to catch bigger fish. If you're wanting to catch a lot of fish, you should absolutely net rig it up. Jeff, um, how many? I not, just I ch- I would challenge you. How many mm-hmm. times have you seen this happen? Watched it happen with the net rig? Because we we're all net rig nerds mm-hmm. on this on the screens right now. This is not a dig, but how many times have you been like? no small fish no because that little guy was like oh yeah and it's like boom and you you were you saw the big fish you didn't even see the other one and they beat the big fish to the punch a lot of that happens uh i don't see that in the river though so i mean, I mean I in general not in the do, river just on, like, in general I, yeah. I mean i've seen it happen with a lot of different baits yeah, so yeah, like so no. yeah it's not I just there but like i, I yeah i but would that, say the, I would say it depends, and I don't think that this is a all or nothing argument. I think it could be. Yeah, I think way. it's whatever. You're I, I don't think one way is right or wrong. Yeah, um, I agree. Confident yeah. baits, confidence baits are always ideal to be throwing because you're going to be happy with it. And the first thing you got to do when you're fishing is have fun. So throw the thing that makes it fun, right? And then challenge yourself, and then step outside the box. So like for me, outside the box would be tube versus you know maybe for somebody else, right? Like so. That that is one thing I want to throw out there. The other thing I would say is like just baits that I have that differ from the ones that like you've suggested here is in the fall I'm always throwing a black whopper plopper, like always, absolutely always. It's on board, stays on board, and I prefer the bigger one now. So it's like the one twenty or whatever, like the third size up. Oh yeah, yeah. 
just hawking that thing out around the river. Some of my biggest bites. But the and 90? Also, the 90. I have both that I bring. Been, the 90's been my confidence size. Like, so, I, yeah. I, I played around with what is the one? The 110 and 120, I think. No, the 75. The, or whatever. The one that's 75 like, is terrible. I don't 75, like I don't like it. Terrible. It doesn't run right. Like, I've oh, tried I like it. that one better. I'm like, 75 trash. Tried it, I never catch fish. This one has a slightly different sound to it, and it sounds absurd. Yep. Like you would think, oh. you would think that the 75 in this would be like it's about the same thing, right? Like Jeff, how many 70, Jeff, how many 75s do you still even own? I still own two because I've given away a bunch, but like they've come in boxes or whatever. I bought like two. I don't use them. I, I have zero. The, the 90 and the black room and then the 120 with you. Those are the two that always come with me. And the 60, I straight up don't use. Like I haven't tried it on the BFS, um, um, but it's the same body type as the 75. So I, I just don't have any. It doesn't run that. right. It doesn't run uh, right. The, it, body, the body rolls. rolls a the, bolt, the body rolls. That's the yeah. thing. With me. It just yeah, doesn't run right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying the 90 has been my confidence. I probably need to mm. play around with the 110 or whatever, a little bit bigger. Um, 110, 120s. Dude, yeah, they're legit. Probably in the fall too, right? Like the fall, yeah, they fish if they're chasing. Yeah. So I, I'll probably, I would say like if I get a chance to to get out and do some some fall river smallmouth, which is like kind of what I want to do. It's on the yeah. hit list. But if I get a chance, um, probably tie on a 110 or, or 90 or whatever. Um, and then I'm pretty big on like these weighted swim bait hooks now like i have yeah. just gained so much confidence and wow. nice specifically like you know you can talk about whatever baits there's a lot of different swim baits nowadays like oh, the reaction elevation yeah. skinny dippers good i think that's personally i think that's more of a largemouth bait um just like it's a little big i like four inch profile for small mouth so when we're talking tubes we're talking um swim baits we're talking worms four inches it dude like i, I just feel like you know, you can do a three inch bait and you catch a ton of fish like a Ned rig four inch bait, probably going to catch a little bit. Like you're going to probably hone in on the larger fish more, more specifically. So like the, the yum dingers are always great. Like on a yeah. Texas rig, but one of the ones that was kind of like a happy find this year for me, and I bought a pack of white, but, um, and I, I had these in my video was this like gambler, baby flapping shad. Yeah. It's, dude, it looks oh, like red. a worm tail mm-hmm. on like fluke style body but it's four inches and when you rig it on this type of hook you can just reel it straight it just has like a flap but it's different than just like a standard paddle tail but you can also just twitch it like a fluke i i'm talking about language what's what weight what weight are you going with on those usually i do Um, one eighth one eighth i have like hundreds yeah it's um it's a one eighth it's a three-aught hook the trocar i find that that three-aught hook Three aught with the screw lock. That's a that's plenty hook for most of those four inch baits. Um, yeah, you're gonna tear it up. I think yeah, yeah I think good. I usually I use the just because I've had a bunch of them and I do like the it depend. It's better for bigger baits, kind of like a tube. The the um oh god what um well oh my god the tungsten company Wu Tungsten theirs has like a pointed like arrow shape weight and then it's like curved on the inside so there's like it almost like will hug the bait a little bit. Um, if you're gonna mm. swim, if you're gonna swim them, I love those. They're so they're really good. And yeah. that, the two odd, I think, is the one that I have. Like I have way too many. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, 
get rid of my excess fluff. Like I'm trying to like consolidate and have like what same. I need. Oh, dude, I just I, I sold a, a bucket of baits on Facebook Marketplace because like I can did never you? do it. Yeah, I did. I was like, I can never do enough giveaways. I'm just gonna like put some cash towards some baits. So like, let me sell these and then I'll buy more baits, but ones that we can unbox on the channel. Ethan, <laughs> the you'll be. Finished. Yeah, oh, yeah. You got, yeah, yeah. Oops. Yeah. All of these things don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I don't know, dude. I, I took my whole swim bait. I, I have like the fold up bag. Uh, oh, I think it's like an I surrender or whatever. Um, I took that out to your leg, Paul, and like no dice. But I was like, I'm, I have faith. I brought the big old rod and all that stuff, and I was like, it's coming. So, it's, so we're talking chance. about fall baits. No one mentioned yep. a couple things that people haven't mentioned. Like, um, I was. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, so Adam. I was going to hit the rest of the list. Yeah, I was yeah. going to hit the rest of the list. So like a Magdraft style, like larger profile swim bait is certainly mm-hmm. something that I think would be an answer for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I think a ball head with a with a three and a half inch paddle tail would be yes. a lot of people's go to. Um, I think that a craw on a jig would be a lot of people's football me head per- jig. Football me, per- me personally. Yeah. I like the shortest, stubbiest football head jig that I can get with a like Texas cross style, like gold, mm-hmm. red, and black skirt, but like kind of trim. And then the shortest, stubbiest little craw that I can get away with. A lot of times it's just going to be like the trailer craw, like that's a chunk. chunk. Yeah. Chunk. Yeah. I, yep. That's what I, I don't like the big ones. It, I know that's weird. Like a lot of people go up in the fall and the spring. I actually, with the craw, I like the little tiny compact guy. I, I it, it is a time that I like to throw around my biggest jigs though too. So like yeah, I will yeah. take the the big ass jig out and like just yeah. throw on a giant craw. And it's yeah. I'm not I don't know, I'm not throwing it all the time, but if I see like a juicy spot of cover, that is where I've I've had this, some good bites. This is where right up in there. For me it's largey versus smally. This is one yeah. of the areas where it's a big different d- differentiator cuz I'm 100% with you on largies or whether it's mixed mm-hmm. if it's mixed forage but with smallmouth that's when i the jig is where i go way down and i i just yeah. i don't know i i don't have like a scientific reason or anything it's just like when i think of smallmouth and jig i instantly am like yeah. little stubby guy oh yeah i'm i'm the same way paul i it's not that i i guarantee you those big especially big smallmouth they'll hammer the biggest jig you got it's more of like a confidence thing i think i i yeah. i'm still like for whatever reason in my head i'm always like well i I'm better off throwing a tube, you know, than a, than a big, big jig, like in my head, but it's a confidence thing. But yeah, for a large mouth, like I'm as big as it gets in the fall. Like it's like, you know, you're, I'm not scared to throw like the biggest, meanest three quarter ounce flipping jig, like, and just move water, flip, flip, flip. Like I love it. I mean, it's so fun, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like a different dynamic for small mouth. And it's probably just the fact that like, I have so much confidence and more of like that, power finesse type stuff like that you know like do the power fishing approach but downsize it 70 you know 70 percent to a largemouth bait it's always that four inch profile like that's just where my confidence lies with smallies well that that's like the funny thing too is like if there's let's say we go out in the the crescent chilies and we're taking two three rods max then i'm gonna have like a heavier flipping setup like a like a medium heavy i'm not taking the medium this time of year but I have like the medium heavy. I've got the Ned rig set up. And then depending on the type of trip, the type of water we're hitting, it's either going to be like an ultralight, a BFS, or it's a cranking setup, right? Because I could be throwing 
Whopper Plopper, Square Bills we talked about. We didn't talk about, but another one I would throw is the Wake Baits, right? Just anything I can use to cause a commotion out there. So I might want like that medium moderate uh, to to get away with those those hard baits sometimes. Yeah. But mostly it's like flip something big, go to Ned. <laughs> it's just I'm one two punch it. every spot. Yeah, my guess is like I'm kind of like with you. It's like I don't yeah. I don't like to bring more than three rods in the river in general. What it doesn't matter right. what kind. Like, I just I mean can. Yeah. It's just it's go it's through the terrible. list real quick for people because I have totally changed my opinions in the last year. I'm interested. Jeff did um, his what on what three rods come with? Oh me yeah, yeah, pretty much ahead. every time. Yeah, okay. So if I'm going out and we're doing river smallmouth and we're talking fall, like if that, my plan would be I would have. My like medium heavy rod that I'm gonna run my my swim bait on or my medium heavy fast, yeah fast extra fast whatever um just yeah just try to get a I mean big mean hook set hook hard barrier hook yep Um, so fluorocarbon whatever just like and that's gonna be kind of my my twitch bait my moving bait but it's gonna sink um Mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna have a top water I'll have my whopper plopper ninety or my one ten. And then my last rod, I think all of these are going to be casting. I don't even think I would bring a spinning rod. Um, I'm a spinning rod connoisseur, but I, if I'm going after big small mouth, I'm going three casting rods. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one would be like some form of slower presentation and likely either a flipping tube of some type or maybe like it's that yum dinger um, just because I've gained so much dang confidence in it. Um, yeah. But like or a craw, but like something where it's like I can kind of flip it and fish it slower around those trees and like slow down a little bit. But the the likelihood is if they're hitting a topwater, I'm throwing it 95% of the time. If they're not hitting the topwater, but they're still aggressive enough, I'm throwing the the swim bait bait 95% of the time. And if they don't eat those things, I'm slowing the heck down. I'm flipping every tree and I'm slowing, slowing down. And then I'm probably going to catch more largemouth than I do smallmouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what? Uh, I asked about the medium heavy because that's the thing that has changed for me this last year. I mm-hmm. grab a medium heavy n- almost none of the time anymore, uh, especially in the river. I have been just living on the medium mod or the medium heavy mod. That The mod is like opens up a whole other planet of flexibility mm-hmm. because I can run crankbaits. I can run like any treble bait at all i can run any top water no problem and the medium heavy mod as long as you understand like you go into the jig game knowing what it is that you're doing i don't have a problem with the hook set especially if it's a seven four if i can get an extra little bit of length i'm i'm good and that that stick is like i'm almost anything other than like a huge jig Mm -hmm. Um, anything under half ounce and under which is like the majority of what i'm going to be doing in general with uh in the river i'm good with the medium heavy mod it's like a i i grab it all the time now i just throw very little treble hooks baits except for top water so i'm Mm -hmm. with you on like more of a moderate fast taper Mm -hmm. on the top water i have a 610 shimano Corrado rod i think it's oh yeah i think it's moderate fast um but, I have yeah, four, so. I have four rods now that are mo- that are mods, and like yeah, that's what I well, use for my. Top we we also that's ended up too. So yeah, we ended up ordering a bunch of those from Monster Bass. Like we didn't have any mods, mm-hmm. but essentially we grabbed like the middle of their pack stuff. But 
Um, yeah, I'm never giving up my medium heavy fast. Deal with it. All right. So there was a couple things no, in no. chat as well. <laughs> the, uh, you guys were asking about like uh, EWG jerk Neds, right? And jerk baits. I would say jerk baits, sure. I mean, if we're in the right section of river, if I can actually run it, sure. It's difficult. The current uh, with a jerk bait really makes it very difficult to do what the jerk bait's supposed to do. That's why I find that the if you got solution on a paddle tail yeah. or a tube, way easier. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and also jerk bait, hard plastic jerk bait. I don't mess with it, and I probably would just snag it a lot too. In a, in You're a river. gonna. There's so much stuff in our rivers. Like I, I know rivers can vary significantly across the country. Here in Michigan, like, rivers where fishing just heavy, Choke. heavy like, cover. Choke. So I think we would lose a lot of them. Um, but soft plastic jerk bait, so like flukes, dynamite should be throwing those. Absolutely. Just made a video on that. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, the only one I miss, do want to call out is oh, I'm yeah. definitely have my War Eagle buzz bait handy too. I buzz and spinner bait is. Yeah. Required yeah. tackle. It's a big miss on yes, our part. Yes, the buzz bait though, like five dollars. I'll I post like one it. for you. I'll post one for you tomorrow, Ethan. That'll be the video I post tomorrow. Is the the buzz bait catch in the river because it's okay. money. All right. Yeah, I'll look it, it's tackles. one of those. It's one of those fun days. I would. I would say also the whopper plopper. Like when you get to the spot, the drop, and you hit the water. Like before you get in, give it a few casts. Good cast call. the buzz bait. Cast the whopper plopper. We have caught some of our best fish right like at the biggest fish I've caught in the last four weeks <laughs> yeah. came on the first cast on yep. a buzz bait at like nine a.m. Uh, Camera not rolling. rolling. Yeah, yeah, I had to I had oh, to put it on my phone because yeah. I was it was probably a three plus pounder. I was like, what the fart? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty absurd. So I would I would always say like throw that out there. But then uh, people are also asking about like EWG Ned. So we'll kind of we'll close out on this because we got to get to our, our shmiv away here and let Ethan get back to the sleep time. Um, so uh, what are your guys' thoughts on EWG Nets? Do you go open hook or EWG more often in the river? So, uh, we'll stick to the river. I don't really <clears throat> call them EWG and Ned. So I assume we're just talking about weedless Ned. Yeah, the, the tech, to me, I just it's a Texas rig jig. Like this is <laughs> sure it's a Texas rig, but instead of having a bullet weight, it's a jig. So yeah, I mean, what? So call if you have it a short a shank, like the Ned Locks from Z-Man, if you're short shank, you're still calling it a Texas rig jig. This is a Texas rig with not a jig that one. Weight. Oh, I right. don't know anything. I agree like with this. you on that one. It's not a Ned rig. Um, yeah, but anything like this, if that's what they're sure. referring to, I'm. I like these things. This one's a VMC rugby jig. Yeah. Um, Those are great. I like the, the BKK one, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. um, other brands probably all great too. But ultimately, I do like these for the river. I like mm -hmm. them because they're simple. Um, they come through cover really well. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something like, there's something about having it in one compact offering as opposed to having that weight sliding around or pegging a weight. I don't know. I like it. I don't know why I like it, but it works well for me. And so, yeah, this is kind of my confidence way of rigging the Yum Dinger um, yeah. or other stick style baits. I'm kind of big on anywhere from one sixteenth to three sixteenth ounce size. Um, just depends on how how quick I want it to drop. I'm gonna go grab some of those because I actually want to do that as well. Um, but yeah, so if we're talking about like Ned specific, like we've used the Ned Locks a lot. That's like one of the main ones. VMC has them. Uh, I think Eagle Claw has them. I think many brands do. Who just came out? Someone came out with a swing jig head one. I think it was VMC this year. Uh, that was at ICAST. So those are always interesting to me. Yeah. 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 It was like uh, best in show for something, whatever. It category. was VMC. 
so I'd be interested to pick those up whenever the heck that hits the market. But yeah, I mean, I like it. Like they still get snagged. Like it's not, it's weed yeah. less, not weed proof. It, it, and it's also not rock proof. Uh, so instead of a ball head, like ball heads tend to get out of the rocks better. But if you have that little block head on those, on those deadlocks, be prepared to use, lose a few, like you're going to lose them. I lost a few the last time Paul and I were out on the grant, like that just happens. Just is where yeah. it is. Uh, you can I go tend- lighter, you can get out a little bit better, but yeah. I find that I got away from like bottom contact as much. Like I used to only like drag them. Right. Sure. And I, that's when I like the EWG style. Right. Um, but then like two years ago, I became like, I really, I'm open hook like 75% of the time. I'll grab the EWG. There's times when you just have to be weedless. So I I'm do that, but in the cover, sure. I'm way up. I'm usually like a couple inches off the bottom now with the occasional skipping more. And that I'm has, up. That's just how I like to do it now. I don't live on the well, actual bottom. What percentage of your bites are coming before a bait hits the bottom? 88, 90, 95%? Yeah, so many bites come on that initial fall or like, yeah. wow, it's small mouth. They're coming up and smashing that thing. They're not, I don't know. I feel like reservoir smallmouth, like they're hitting a crawdad off the bottom. They're eating down off a rock. Sure. River smallmouth, yes, but I would say so many of my bites come on the fall. You know, So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Paul. Like I, I'm okay with an open hook. I'm, I'm more. I'm like I just became middle. open hook boy. For I, no I don't. So I don't drag the Ned unless we're in like super slack water, and I might pause it a longer. Yeah. But if I'm on the river, it's this. Like I'm constantly moving that thing. So you that fall. Like if they're hitting it on the fall, like put it on the fall a bunch. Like per drift, it's on the fall like 150 times. <laughs> like go for it, fish. Let's go. So you're you're getting a really good chance of being in that strike zone. So that's and that goes back to our tube Ned rig conversation. Like that's why I have confidence in the Ned. My PB smallmouth, all of them have been on a Ned. So I mean, it's just there for me. It doesn't mean that a tube wouldn't work for me. I need to give it more time. And in fact, I did give it time when you and I were on the river, Paul. I was throwing a, a tube that day and caught fish on it, and we were having a tough day. That was so. the first like real fish. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I, I all I did, I grabbed a, I think it was a rattling tube, one that you had picked up yep. a while yeah, back. Yeah, that, dude, those things are freaking They're really legit. They're, They're pretty pretty awesome. Cool. <laughs> there's, but, a lot, all right. there's a lot. I promise this is it. This is me. No, you're good. You're good. There's a lot of like variability. Like there's a lot of variance in, I think, quality of tubes. There's so many, like I've bought tubes where I'm just like, man, these secret lures. You get 35 in a pack and they just disintegrate. Yeah, and then there's yeah. some that are like like weirdly too large or they're really, really soft. Like some of the dimensions are just weird. I feel like I've played around and like tried different tubes, yeah. but it's not always as easy as it as it looks online. You you pick one, you're oh, like, no. what the heck's this thing? Striking coffee tubes, man. You cannot those yeah, like if I was gonna tell somebody like, look, this is the can't miss or big button. and they're and they're relatively easy to rig, that yeah. KBD coffee tube is probably like the one that I would tell every single person to pick up. Coffee tube's a great spot. And then uh, I would also say like the big bites. They're just, they're super cheap too. They are. Like just grabbing bites. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? The, um, oh my, oh my God. My brain is like not working today. Um, oh my God. Z bait Z bait co. They okay. are really inexpensive. Yeah. They're pretty darn durable, but they make the shorter ones. And I like, I personally like the two and a half inch. That's the one where I'm like, 
that's the the do it all of like tubes for me. Sure. Um, like that will always be in the bag. This is the two and a half inch. Not a lot of people make the two. They always go three, four and a half, and then like the five. And I yeah. think the two and a half is like a money one. And if like a lot, if you want to get practice, like catching fish, because you can catch anything with a two and a half inch tube, that's right. the <laughs> one to practice with. They're also really easy. They're way easier to to do the stupid tube technique. Um, they're like sure. a perfect one for it because they're a little taller. And mm-hmm. so when you're turning that hook, a lot of times people will rip the rip the bait when they're flipping it over and turning it those don't they don't really rip that much so and they're really inexpensive so that's another that's probably like those two are always always in the bag they're like i'm looking at them right now yeah awesome all right well lots of lots of rad stuff that we talked about today as far as like smallmouth goes new products from mule fishing i think we covered a lot of stuff uh the star wars episode one phantom menace terrible movie was it we don't know you guys tell us in chat uh and i want to call out de burley triple a hype man aka flanders blg uh hammer we we need a blg shirt i think we did talk about putting that on it's on the list it's on the list don't worry guys says uh member for 30 months in the snorlax crew by the way gosh dang appreciate you man appreciate you a lot uh didn't want this to go to waste tight line nerds love it Solid, concise, 10 out of 10 message. All right, let's get into uh, some slow rolling thunder. We got a schmiveaway going down for $25 to monsterbass.com. You guys can use it on anything except for the subscription. So one lucky winner is going to grab that. You have to chat in chat to qualify. So just type anything. You throw questions in there for us, for Ethan, whatever you want to do. And we're going to ask each other some silly, ridiculous questions for a couple minutes. And we're going to draw a winner. All right. Ethan's been through this like six times, I think, at this point. These ones are pretty easy. So he's, he's a he's Cha- we don't know if Charles is awake or not, so we're not. Charles, sure are you actually... alive? Check, check. He's Mike, on mute. One, two, Maybe one, he doesn't two. know. He's been messaging. Okay, good. Okay, cool. have I seen him recently? All right, he's here. All right, he so Charles, get ready. Everyone, start chatting. All right, so this <laughs> one I think was this is a good one. So okay, the the caveat here is you can't say. You can't say anything mule fishing can't be your answer to this question because that would uh-huh. it would be my answer. So I'm just I'm stating this because it's kind of the obvious one. So the question is, if you could have an unlimited supply of one bait and one piece of terminal, what would it be? And that for me would be the donkey tail with the 332nd ounce because you can catch it, that, that would be my answer. But I'm not. We're going to take that off the table. That's coming off the table. So. Sans anything mule related, because that, that would be my answer. Uh-huh. What if you could have un- an unlimited supply of one bait and one piece of terminal? What would it be? Now they don't have to match. They do not have to match. So it could be sure. like a whopper plopper, and then it could be like a uh, you know Texas rig hook or something. Yeah, whatever you want. But then if it was a Texas rig hook, how are you gonna? What are you gonna rig on it? If you well, you can use it? other stuff. It's just what would you uh, want to have an unlimited okay. supply of? Like what can oh, you not run? What could you never it's, run it's out? Yeah, like, it's not hard. It's not really hard. All it's you get. Like, what would you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough question, man. I uh, definitely like you making me not have mule to lean on is, is sad. Because I know. It's not like, all I fish anymore, dude. It's, it's all easy. I fish anymore. Fortunately, I pretty much do have a lifetime supply. So I, I guess <laughs> yeah. that was the uh, other thing. And that's kind of the joke is like, I still have my some original packs up oh, there. Yeah, the OGs. I still have like from my first order, like I still have stuff. Just Dakota Sunrise full size DTs. I have still. Bait and a terminal tackle, you're saying, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So I think some good answers I've actually already seen. So uh, Adam said jackhammers. 
That's a really good <laughs> That's answer. That's my answer. That's a very good because they're expensive. Just, bing, 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 they work year away. round. Like yeah. they work year round. They're great in the spring. They're great yeah. in the fall. But they they crush in the summer. They're the most expensive. Uh, and the kamikaze swim on is a wonderful mm-hmm. addition to it. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a. I thought that was pretty good. That was a good answer. It's a good one. I'm super. I guess I'm super focused on these things right now because I've just. I've fallen in love with them lately. They've just become a huge part of my fishing style as a bass angler. So I'm going to choose a bass angler. I'm going to choose bass specific stuff here. Fair enough. Um, I'm going with a weightless or a weighted swim bait hook. If they All right. Rest. They're expensive, Red. right? Like a jig head's not as expensive. Oh, yeah. True. They're really expensive. So if I get a, like a million of them or whatever and I never have to buy them again, that's great. Um, and then I'll go with something to pair it up with. I, I'm trying to think like what would be like my favorite. I, it I doesn't would, even have to pair up. It could be like a square bill. It could be. No, it could yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I think You're I like, want something. F that. <laughs> I'm gonna have a million weighted hooks. I need True. a million baits to put on them. So, True. Um, I'd probably go with like maybe just like a four inch or a five. Maybe like a Kitech swing, swim it. Swing I was gonna say a, a, a Kitech or the or striking three. version. I'm still a, a big, big fan of. Four yeah. or five inches, you know. Rage, four or five inches, not the, not the three and a half or the three two. I don't need a three and a half. I've got a donkey tail two point eight, and I've already got a lifetime supply. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cheater. <laughs> and that is, and no one's gonna say frog. No one's gonna say I like jackhammer. That might be my answer Jack, for jackhammer. Is yeah. That's a really because they're expensive. So like you're dodging that's strategy, money bullets, bro. and it's yeah. That's a good. That's a really good answer. Mm-hmm. Because it's an um, all-year bait. The only other answer I would put would be a Mega Bass Vision 110. Oh, that's and, a good and that's any a great color answer. I want. Oh, God. Any, any color I want. The thing I thought of the second I said those hooks is uh, 5 16th ounce tungsten bullet weights. That like, was. I cannot have enough of those. Drop shot weights. <laughs> drop shot weights. <laughs> 5 16th ounce. That's yeah. my Texas rig weight. Like, I almost. Yeah. always use that weight yeah yep. i feel like they're so freaking expensive now. they what are, are they, nine dollars for like a pack of four or yeah. what dude tungsten exploded like i i looked the other day it depends was, on, uh, there, dude, there's still a few dude, places you can kind of get it cheaper oh uh, but dude uh, i'm telling you like yeah. a striking tungsten or like a you know oh, or like up. just like a basic brand right and i'm yeah. not talking like top line just like your basic mid-range brand they've gone they're so expensive. Ballistic. I haven't looked because I use all my. Anytime someone gets me a Cabela's gift card, that's the only that's thing the that I can buy. think to buy because go. I hate. Yeah. There's nothing else at that store that I want. Nothing. And even for yeah. like a hundred bucks, I'm like, eh, yeah, I'm getting all terminal. <laughs> like that's all I buy. Um, yeah. I think I think I, I I'm I'm not gonna take the cop out. Jackhammer is probably the best answer that I can think of. That's for a sure. really really good answer. Um. I will say this. I think I have a better one for the bait, though. So for the bait, I'm going to go. And these things, I I no for the bait. So for the bait, I'm going to say the Max Sense Ned Rig, the General. That thing, it like there's something about it. It's legit. Good choice. I and but they're they're super expensive, but they also tear. They do tear, and they they don't last forever. So that's a big one for me. Like if I could fish those all the time, I'd be really happy. And I would same answer if it was the fluke or anything else. Like 
So my son is like obsessed with them. He loves the purple bag, but they catch a ton of fish off the break wall. And so when we go to the local shop, I like to support the guy because he's this dude that he is a good buyer of baits. He has great selection. And he started carrying a good selection of Maxent. And mm-hmm. so my son, that's all he wants to buy when he goes over there. So I've become exposed Lucky to it, whereas you. I wasn't before. And this, dude, one, they, this expensive one. You Dad. couldn't drag your kid over to the Zoom bags and be like, "You hey, have an idea how much these, more? Bro. Do you know how much more? Exp- well, Big Bite's right under it. He never picks Big Bite. The jerk. Yeah. Do you know how much more expensive <laughs> hey, they are in Canada? They're eleven dollars a bag. Eleven dollars a bag uh, in Canada with that one point three four exchange rate. Woof. But they catch a lot of fish, so that would be my answer for that. And then as far as terminal goes, um, I'm tempted to say just like Texas weight, you know, EWG or whatever. Um, but uh, I think I would say I would say um, eighth ounce, eighth ounce open hook girded jig. That's going to be my answer. I know right. it's boring, but like, you, can you go That's wrong cool. there? Can you miss? You can't necessarily. So so I would go. I like the jackhammer answer. I also like my Vision One Ten answer. That's like, a great I just, answer. I would do an expensive bait that I like a lot. Yeah, and then because not like, a big swim bait. I just, I just don't use them all the time. If, yeah, if I yeah, got yeah, into sure. using them all the time, like I could use a jerk bait all year. Like I, I could, I just oh, don't. Yeah. Um, but that said, my terminal would be drop shot weights, tungsten drop shot. Good weights, answer too. Yeah. And then I like, but then I'm, I'm not worried anymore. Like I can cast that up wherever I know it's going to break off. It's fine. It's fine. That's I why I like the jig. <laughs> Cause like an eight ounce <laughs> jig, whenever I have one, whenever I have one, because I've slimmed down on my terminal so much, yeah. I only carry one of that color and that size. The other one would be like yep. a totally different color. It'd be like black and blue. And then the other one would be like chartreuse and white or something. Like they would be on opposite right. sides of the spectrum. So then when I lose the one, I'm like, no. Um, and I'm very sad. So having unlimited of those would be kind of sweet. Fair enough. All right. Should we draw and then do another Shmiv. question? Schmiv, Chaz, Schmiv away. Holding, holding. Oh, Jeremy hey. York. Hey. He's been he's been chatty today. He has been chatty today. So we'll uh, give him a second to say yes. Congrats, follow Jeremy. The, congrats, Jeremy. Jeremy, follow the instructions on screen. Um, we're waiting to hear you say, cool, I'm here. And then or do what Nito you got to do. gang. Yeah. There so is. there you go. Ha 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 ha, 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 That counts. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> we're in. Fine. It's not Nito or hide the dilly ho neighbor or whatever. Like, it's fine. It's fine. But we're so, good. So I'll give him, okay. we'll, we'll do one more <laughs> quick question. Yeah. What is something that you secretly are like a collector for that you like hoard? Like something that you've saved maybe for a very long time that you have a lot of. Do you have anything? Is there anything? Do you have a storage unit full of stuff? So I don't. Freaking baits, dude. (laughs) Dude, I don't actively hoard that many things. I'm not really a collector of anything. Like it's starting to get a little bit problematic that I keep buying stuff that I never fish. Like I, ju- <laughs> I showed this one earlier. Yes, the, yeah. the tiny the class. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like a little mega bass. I actually fished this in a nice. video recently. Dude, that thing looks I sweet. Unopened mag draft sitting here. Like I'm okay. not. <laughs> I have okay. tin pearl. Getting into yeah. the big bait world. Yeah. At some point, like. The Clash, I'm pretty stoked about. Like, this it's cost me a hundred freaking dollars, which is Jeez. so They're not cheap, dude. Uh, I'm having, I'm having acid reflux. I don't feel so good. Right now. And I've never opened it. I've never touched it. I don't yeah, because it's a hundred dollar bill. If you fish it, keep it in that box with a floaty no, on it. I'm going to throw it, bro. Like, I, I just haven't. 
I don't know. It's like good grief. I don't know. What about you guys, Jeff? Uh, I would say last year was swim baits for sure because I had zero. I went from zero to let's buy. Not just bait. Is it? It doesn't have to be baits. It could be anything. No, you don't have anything. I I, I was just. That's not my answer. Oh, I'm okay. just saying, along with Ethan, like, yeah, I started collecting. They're just cool, aren't they? Like, they're just, they're cool. objectively oh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Thing that I collect, there's, I mean, if it's not fishing stuff, just because of what we do, Paul, mm-hmm. like, we, yeah. it just naturally yeah. is what we it do. It piles up. Uh, it could, it could be hats. Cause I'm very bad at that, but I instantly kill them and they actually should just be in the trash. Uh, and then it, it, right now it's probably like Nintendo Switch games. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like, I have so many in my library that I'm just like, what's wrong? When what is and wrong how and why? And I don't even have time to play them all. There are so many unplayed games in there, but like some new will come out. I'll play a game, and then unlike the old days where you would have your rack of games, right, and you didn't have adult money. And you would just play that rack of games over and over and over and over again yes. until the end of time. Like now, I can finish a game and be like, you know what? It's time for a new game. Time for a new game. Go <laughs> buy a new one. And the problem is, too, like the eShop is a total ripoff, but yes. they do go on sale all yeah. the time. So I just like, I will never pay full price on the eShop. It's still a ripoff when it's on sale. But like, at least I can get a discount, right? Like, I can get Bioshock the collection for nine dollars. I'll take oh, it. You know what I mean? That's amazing, right? Like I, all three games. Well, three I, of the isn't there four now? I don't know. Whatever. So my three son games. has my son has recently discovered Pokemon for the first. What was that, Chaz? Are you saying words? What? Oh, Thank you, Chaz. Chaz is the fourth Bioshock's in production. He's probably drawing it up right now. My son has recently discovered Pokemon for the first time, <laughs> uh, which I'm very jealous of him because yeah. that would be something I would like to rediscover all over there again, you go. which I sort of yes. have. So I sort of have. So I've gotten back into yeah. it. And uh, and then I, I remembered, I still do. I still, every like three to five years, I break out my Pokemon cards that I still have. I'm not a collector. I there hate clutter. Go. I hate stuff. I don't like things. Anywhere mm. near me, my desk has at work has. You wouldn't Nothing. know that I worked there if I wasn't sitting in the desk. You wouldn't know that I worked do. there. It, it's possible, and so um, <laughs> I. But I still have. Um, I probably have five thousand dollars worth of magic cards, um, and I probably I know that I have at least three thousand dollars worth of Pokemon cards. I have one. Mm. I, I have one complete set, or, original set, and mm. I have a second, mostly complete set. That because I realized it's only like seven cards away from being complete, I am on some eBay bidding wars trying to get some. I'm trying to get a Holofoil Blastoise. I'm trying to find a. I don't have a Charmander for that one, so that's gonna hurt the pocketbook at some point. But like, if I had two full sets, I'll just sit on those for the rest of my life, and that's probably the only thing that I would ever just like. I would just sit on because I don't know why. I just really like the fact that I own it, and I I did love yeah. Pokemon. Man, uh, you know what's sad about this? So like. <laughs> My brother and I everything <laughs> always give my, my brother and I give my mom a hard time all the time because yeah when we were younger and we kinda outgrew our Pokemon cards. Like yeah. she just like she I don't know if she she might have asked us if she could. She might not have. I don't know. She just tossed them or sold them? No, she sold them in a garage sale. And it was that happened to me. Cards. And it was like she gave just next to nothing. Five and bucks. it's like, yeah, and it's that's like, how much I got. It was, it was our like you had you know everyone had like their 
box of cards yeah. that was just like, oh, it's whatever. The there's just all the crappy cards. And then they had their like binder. Yeah. And it was like the binder, that was where it was, man. I had a binder. Like, I have a binder. And then, like all these like I, Japanese cards that were all like holograph like all these I, I saw know. the I saw the Mewtwo from the movie with the coin. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I had all those things. I'm with you, dude. My my aunt sold mine for two that bucks. That hurts my soul. That's so Cute. sad. No, check this out. Dude, check this it out. It's sad. The one so, thing that I do remember we had was you know was it Chancing? There's the one Chancy. Chancy. There's Blissy. Is it the the next one? It was like kind of like evolution. It yeah. was like the next one. Yeah. It was a Japanese version. Called Fairy. And it was holographic. It was super That's rare. Different. That's different. That's different. Sounds, one, a, yeah. sounds incredible. It, it so really so check check this out. So Ethan, lot. yours yours was taken from you, right? Like. I I was a young entrepreneur and I was oh, like, no. you know what? My aunt's having like, she lived in a rich neighborhood. I'm like, oh, you got a no. garage. Sale. This is awesome. So I was like, here's what I want to do, auntie. I want to sell individually all of these cards, which currently exist in this binder. And I would like you to accept no less than $2 for like these ones and these holographic ones. I would like $10 for. So I, I numbered all of them, right? Price sticker. Hundreds of price stickers. I hand her the binder. She sells the whole binder for five dollars. I come back, stomach just dropped out of my body. Like my soul. How old were you? I I was. I would have been. I don't know. Twelve, thirteen, probably. It was. It was the worst thing. It was the worst thing that happened in my whole life. What What happened? Were you at an age where you were like probably a little rude to her after this? Oh, yeah. I, I believe so. If you believe... sold her collectible uh, China plates for five bucks, right. she'd have your she'd have your hide. I sold the on whole the China stretching board. I'm sorry. All right, getting oh, ready to turn into a blanket. I thought the whole thing. <laughs> I, I sold all the your tchotchkes and figurines. Like my bad. They they yeah. What were those promise? Bucks. But like special promises or whatever, heavenly promises. Those little figurines. Yeah, I sold yes. the whole lot for like a hundred yep. bucks. Whole thing. Be, she, you would be deceased. Yep. Oh my god. So imagine I was just like, yeah. Imagine if this was twenty years ago, and mm-hmm. we were all just like, just some weird dude that just went to garage sales and just bought Pokemon cards. Like Gary V. Somebody crushed it. it. Yeah. yeah, Gary V. I, I'm I'm legitimately I'm so happy that I saved them because I'm when I moved to Minneapolis, Good for you. I had to make decisions about mm-hmm. stuff because I didn't have any space in the city, and I made like, the decision to, to keep. I was like, Pokemon cards and Magic cards, those huge bots. Yeah, they stay, bro. Keeping them. And like, my brothers wanted to sell them. And I was like, no, no I don't think so, guy. Like, these are mine now. I have a lot. I have all my MJs. I still have, I have a framed Magic Johnson rookie card. Huge fan. I have, God, I have a ton of sports cards. I have a Eddie George Fleer Ultra with the, Gold holographic backing, big fan. So you're a card guy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I was hundred percent. My first page is a Vince Carter just montage. Just oh, 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 dude, oh, oh, as a kid, just like the yeah, legend is it. Like that is, yeah. is it the, done? He the, the watch. If you watched him at the dunk contest, you were forever changed. That's a core memory. Yep, it is amazing. It's unreal. Right. And he was the ageless wonder. Wonderful guy. <laughs> Oh, dang. It's, it's, I can talk about went, this stuff all night, guys. Why do we talk about this? We, we could talk about anything all night. So this has been a longer episode than than normal. 
Uh, but we, we appreciate you, Ethan, for being on. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure to have you here and chat about, you know, not really fishing, like kind of a lot of other stuff, but like also a little bit fishing. Uh, so it was really good. <laughs> we, we did get to it. So we need to fish some time real soon. Let's, let's see if we can make time for that. We'll talk about it after the show or something. We'll figure it out. Uh, is there anything you want to call out for, for mule for everybody? Where should they find you? Anything they should be doing right now? Oh man, nothing digits. really. Like, I would just say, like, thanks, thanks for watching, and thanks for hanging out. Um, you know, I haven't been as active on social media lately. I, I'm not post, posting quite as many videos and stuff, but I have full intentions of kind of getting back to it. It's just life's just been a little bit crazy, a lot of family stuff, and and it's all great things. But it's just you know you got to take breaks, and that's healthy. So you know, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to DM me DM me on Instagram. Always happy to chat. Otherwise, truly appreciate you guys watching. Awesome. Well, we love it, man. So you guys, if you haven't already, and if you're here, I'd be surprised if you haven't. Go check out at Fish Anything, uh, YouTube, Instagram, all the stuff, and then at Mule Fishing as well. Go pick up some jackworms. They are legit. I'm telling you. Rodeo Clown. Don't sleep on that oh, color. Don't sleep on Rodeo Clown. Do or the bubble gum. Color. Or the bubble. Or the what's wildflower? the wildflower? Yes. Wildflower. God dang. Oh my lord. It's legit, you guys. Go, money. Go that was the some first one I grabbed. <laughs> exactly all right awesome it's been a blast you guys uh thanks so much for watching and we will catch you next week again and then 10 10 we got a members only live coming up all right Chaz, take us out